Welcome to the Vibrant Mind, Vibrant Life podcast. I'm your host, Sean Hill. My mission is to help you become the best version of yourself and live a life you truly love. I'll be sharing with you inspiration and practical tips on how you can use your mind to unlock your potential and become the vibrant person you were born to be. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the Vibrant Mind, Vibrant Life podcast. And today we are going to be talking about failure. Now, this is taken loosely from one of the chapters in my book, which will be coming out soon. And it's a super duper important topic. So let's first of all look at why talking about failure is really key to success, which sounds a bit contradictory. But failure is something that we all have to experience when we're growing. We have to go out and get stuff wrong and mess up so that we can learn and continually improve. So if you're not failing, then the chances are that you're playing it safe. You're doing things that are within your comfort zone, which isn't where life happens. It's not where you achieve those big goals that you know that you have, those things that you want. So failure is really feedback that you're going out there, you're pushing yourself, and it's the only way that we can learn. Now, before I begin, I am going to kind of contradict myself in saying that failure doesn't exist. It's not a thing. Let Bear with me here. So <laughs> failure really is the quickest way to success. And the reason that it doesn't exist is because there's no such thing as failing. There is only feedback. It's one of the presuppositions of NLP. Now, by presuppositions, I mean a belief that if you choose to adopt will help dramatically increase your chances of succeeding. So if you can take on that belief that there is no failure, there's only feedback, then anything that you ever do is just that. It's information about how something didn't work, what you can do differently next time. It's feedback that you have put yourself in a position that you maybe haven't done in the past that is going to move you forward. So you can start to strive to fail. I remember a while ago listening to um, Sarah Blakely, who founded Spanx. She told a story about how every evening after school, her dad would sit her down at the table whilst they were having dinner and ask her and her brother, I think it is, or baby sister, I think it was brother, what they'd failed at that day. Now, the first time I heard it, I thought, that's a bit weird, getting them to focus on failure. That's surely not the way to do it. But when I began to kind of listen more and dig into the concept of it and how it worked, I thought this is actually genius because the reality is the easiest way to not fail is to not do anything. So by going out and framing it that I am going to I am going to fail today, I'm going to find so many ways that I fail, which remember isn't really failure because there's only feedback that gives you permission to go and do things wrong. It takes that pressure off that I've got to get this thing right first time. I've got to succeed. It's got to be perfect. Actually, I'm just going to go and do that thing, mess it up and come home and see what I can learn from it. Now, when we're kids, we kind of get this, don't we? We know that the first time that we do anything, we're not going to know how to do it. Even if we really, really want to, we accept that that probably isn't going to happen. I'm talking everything from the first time that we tie our shoelaces to the first time that we learn a new game or learn how to spell a new word. 
the first time we learn a new song. As children, we know that it's not going to be perfect first time and we don't care. We just do it. We may get frustrated at times, even as kids. We may get angry at times, but we just keep going until we get it. So it's looking at, right, how do I apply these same principles to my adult life? How do I take that childlike mindset of curiosity, of a desire to do those things that I can't yet do, and use them to learn what we need to, to improve our lives continually? So let's start by looking at why so many people stop themselves from going out there and failing, why people almost fear getting stuff wrong. Now, I've been in this situation so many times, and I'm sure that you have, where you've been thrown into um, a new job, an event, a circumstance in life, and you don't know what you're doing with it. It's the first time that you've done it, and you're learning from the ground up. And that can feel pretty scary. And you may have a hope or a belief or an expectation that you're going to get it right first time or you're going to learn really quickly to be able to impress other people or show people that you can do it. And that's the key thing right there is the expectations that we put on ourselves about what others will think. How are we going to be perceived by others if we get stuff wrong? Because if you think about it, if it was just you doing something for the first time and you got it wrong but nobody saw, would you really care? If you picked up a guitar for the first time and you were in your house and you started plonking away, it wouldn't really matter to you that it didn't sound like a tune at all. Yet the minute you had somebody else in the room or you told somebody, I'm going to learn to play the guitar, there's almost that expectation that, oh, I've got to get this right now, otherwise I'm going to be judged. And that fear of judgment can almost paralyse people. The funny thing is that really we're the ones judging ourselves because I hate to break it to you, but nobody actually cares as much as you do. Think about it in relation to the people in your lives. If somebody that you know, somebody that you care about or somebody that you you don't care about, if they go and do something for the first time or the second time, whatever it might be, and they mess it up or they don't quite do it in the way that they intended, do you actually spend your time thinking about what they did wrong? Probably not, because Everything that happens in our lives, everything with ourselves, with other people, our unconscious mind is always taking a metaphor from it, a story, a relationship that applies to us. Everything we experience, we think to ourselves unconsciously, how does this apply to me? So even, uh, let me give you an example, when somebody goes on holiday and they're telling you about how great it is and the wonderful activities that they got up to, unconsciously, You may be thinking, oh, would I like to go there sometime? Would I like to try that activity? So it's always, how does this thing outside of me apply to my world? It's just how our brains are wired. There's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing right with it. It's just the way it is. And it's the same when other people put themselves out there. So we don't tend to judge them. We apply what they're doing to ourselves. Now, if in the scenario there is some judgment there, Again, this is only about ourselves. The world is a mirror. It's a reflection of who we are. So if there is somebody who's going out there and maybe doing the things that you want to do and you're not doing and you find yourself judging them, then that is still about you. Everything is really all about us. 
It's a reflection of what's going on internally for us. And there is a whole podcast episode about this, um, about projection and how we see in the outside world what's going on for us internally. So I will put a link in the show notes to that. And I highly encourage you to go and listen to it. So back to failure. Now, for the purposes of what I'm saying and talking about making sense, I'm going to label it as failure. And remember, there is really no such thing. It's just a label that we've given to something so we know in our world what it means. The key is to change the meaning. Really, it's just feedback. So let's talk about failure or feedback, however you want to label it in your mind for the purposes of this podcast. Now, our unconscious mind is designed to protect us. So whenever we see something or perceive something as a threat, our unconscious mind will look to keep us safe and prevent it from actually happening. So if we decide that putting ourselves forward for that promotion or speaking on stage at an event or asking somebody out is a threat to us, it's scary, it's unknown, our unconscious mind will kick in. It's doing its job by keeping us safe or what it thinks to be safe which is why people can end up creating beliefs that limit them in some way, or they can have negative emotions that come up. Their unconscious mind has a positive intention. It may just not be getting them what they want. So when you are able to reframe failure as being something different, it can then take that emotion out of it and you see it as something to go for, to strive for. So how can you do that? How can you begin to reframe failure as being a positive thing? How can you turn your frame of mind so it sees failure as an opportunity for feedback? To begin to take those negative emotions, those limiting beliefs, the what ifs, the consequences, the things that could happen should you go out there and fail and turn them into something that is a positive. So a great question to begin with is what would happen if I did fail? What is the worst case scenario? I'm going to use my book as an example to take you through these these questions. So what would happen if I did fail? What's the worst case scenario? So the worst case scenario for me putting my book out into the world might be that nobody buys it. Um, Maybe some people do buy it and I get negative reviews. I think (laughs) that would be about it. That would be the worst case scenario is that I get judged by other people and people don't like it if they buy it at all. Then the next question, if that happened, then what? So what would really happen? Well, the truth is nothing. Nothing would actually change. I just maybe have a few negative reviews, which in my mind, if I've got a few negative reviews, then it means that people are actually taking the time to read the book, which is amazing. Then how would you handle that? So what would what would you do if that really happened? Well, if nobody bought my book, then I would actually take that as feedback that either the book needs to change or I need to market it differently. Maybe it's just a case of me not getting it out there and telling people about it. So it's all just feedback. I haven't failed. I've just got to go and do something different to make it work. It actually opens up many possibilities and different ways of thinking and ways of doing things that I maybe haven't even considered up to now. So to recap, it's what would happen if you failed? What's the kind of the worst case scenario? And if that happened, then what would happen? How would you handle it? Then the question after that, what are the positive things that could come from failing? 
So regardless of whether the thing that you pursue worked or not, whether you achieved what you set out to do, how would just taking that action and do it anyway improve your life? So this is a really great way of almost learning in advance of doing something, which then allows your unconscious mind to know that it's safe to go there. You will take something positive from it. So using my book again, what are the positive things that could come from failing that would help me to improve my life? Well, actually, I'm sure that I'm going to learn an awful lot just in the process of understanding how to get a book out into the world. I've already learned so much about writing a book and the do's and the don'ts and probably learn a lot after the event. Yet, hey, there's no failure. There's only feedback. I will also be putting myself out there in a way that I haven't done in the past. And that requires me to be a bit more vulnerable than usual, which I think is going to be a great opportunity for me to go there and expose myself and my story and some of the things that I've been through in ways that I haven't done before, which I believe is a really powerful way of connecting with people and helping them with their own experiences. So even if nobody actually brought it, I've put myself in that position. I've allowed myself to go there, which has been a bit uncomfortable. And that is a stretch and that's growth for me. So there are so many positives. These are just a few that are coming to mind first and foremost. Yet if I was to sit down and actually write everything down, I'm sure there would be so many more. So that's a bit of the reflecting part of things. And there is a whole um, exercise within the book that you can follow to do this. The next thing then is to go and do stuff, to aim to fail and learn from it. So Every day, go out like Sarah Blakely's dad told her to do and aim to fail at something. Ideally, something that you want to pursue, you know, failing for the sake of failing probably isn't a great idea. Yet, if you know that you want to be able to enter a dance competition and at the moment you have no idea how to dance, then aim to fail. So aim to sign up to that dance class and go and get your footing wrong, stand on people's toes, whatever it might be aim to go and do that. Then every day, come back and ask yourself, what did I learn from my experience? Something positive. What is it that worked? What didn't work? And most importantly, what will I do differently next time? Because it's only through experience that you'll know how to learn and adapt and improve. And with every failure, you get a little bit closer to your end goal. You know, it's so common for people, and it's something that I've done in the past myself, to sit and read about the theory of doing something to you know if you wanted to learn to swim then you could watch youtube videos you could read books about it you could um do exercises outside of the pool and that's all great yet the theory of something isn't the same as experiencing it and you'll never learn from it as fast as you would as just jumping in the pool with armbands or a float or whatever you need for safety reasons, yet that's the fastest way that you're going to learn. There's no book, there's no video that is going to teach you as quickly as jumping in the pool. So what is your pool in life? What is the thing that you could jump into and learn from and grow from and aim to get wrong so that next time you can do it better? The more times you mess things up, the quicker you're going to learn and the more you can then take that experience into your future to become phenomenal at what you do and achieve great results. So I hope that this has been useful and I would love to hear 
how you fail, please share with me, drop me an email, follow me on Instagram and drop me a direct message and let me know how you are failing and more importantly, what you have learned from it. So what you're going to do differently as a result. Have an amazing week. I'll catch you next time. Thank you so much for listening. You really are the reason that this podcast exists. So if you enjoyed this episode, I would really appreciate you leaving a review and make sure that you follow and subscribe so you never miss an episode. I'll see you there.